strong, we're going to finish out strong. We did starting strong, uh, maintaining strength, and now we're going to do stay, uh, stay strong, staying strong. And what we're going to do is we're going to go into Joshua, but we're going to get ahead and talk to talk about one of his best buds. Joshua's best buds was Caleb. And if you know anything about Caleb and you like the, how many love the Old Testament? Um, how many, how many uh, watched, uh, uh, let's see, is that Charleston Heston in uh, Ten Commandments? How they move? How they did the movie? You think that was real? No, just kidding. Anyway, um, he did have the anger thing right. Uh, anyway, talks about uh, we see Caleb along with Joshua, and we talked about it about a few weeks ago. How the children of Israel about to go into the promised land, and that's in Numbers chapter thirteen and top fourteen. They got nervous. They got scared. Twelve spies went in. Ten came back with a bad report. Two of them didn't. Two of them didn't was Joshua and Caleb. Now they were forty years old about to go into, into the uh, promised land. They had a great report. They said, we know everything is terrible, but we know have, we have a big God, so nothing's impossible. Let's go. And the other ten said, no, we can't go, and wound up, and he told God, hey, you know, you know how you have negative faith. It goes like this. He said, God, did you bring us out here to the wilderness to die? And then God got to chapter 14. Yeah, just like you said. So for 40 years, you're going to go in this desert. And you're going to die. And I'm going to raise your kids up. And you know who had to hang out with the old folks and then wait for the young whippersnappers was Joshua and Caleb. So it's time for them to go in the prime 80-something. I think uh, Joshua was a few years older than Caleb. Caleb was 85 years old when it came time to get his inheritance. But he had to walk around with the old folks grumbling. And he had to wait for the new ones who knew everything. You know young people know everything. Remember and, he, and I could have said, he could easily say, you know, something's my father did believe. Gosh, I believe God. How come I got to suffer with the rest of these other folks? And remember I told you this before. God works in teams. We're as strong as our weakest link in the church. That's how it is. We all go in or we don't go in. And that's the way God works. He works as a team. As a, he's a team captain, team president, and that's how he works. So what we're going, to, we're going to see in Joshua chapter 14, where you can go there. And how many had a chance to read the book of Joshua this summer? Three, four. How many in here today? All right. That's your assignment. Read the book of Joshua. Have fun with it. It's just us you're reading about. That's what I like about the Old Testament. It's us ordinary folks um, empowered by God to do extraordinary things. And they have the same um, feelings we've had, the same issues we were going through, but they, over, they overcame all those things. And like, again, I talk about Joshua and Caleb. Who wanted to wait 40 years to receive your inheritance when you were the ones that were right? Is that fair? No, that's God. And as everyone got older in the wilderness for 40 years, they got younger. They didn't lose hope. When everyone's lose, they didn't lose hope because they got a promise from God that they hung on to. And that's all of us. You have a promise, hang on to that. In fact, really, we all are walking in our inheritance because Jesus Christ set us our inheritance free, set us up for us in our inheritance. Like it says in, in, in Ephesians 1, 3, we've been blessed with every spiritual what? So we can apprehend those things. We have an inheritance that Christ left us. We already can walk in, but we have to apprehend those things. 
So starting in, in Joshua uh, 14, 14. Now I'm going to give you the end of the story, and then we're going to go through the, to the uh, scriptures to give you the, rest, the beginning and the rest of the story. Okay? End of the story. 14, 14. It says here, Therefore, Hebron, Hebron, uh, Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephaniah, the Kenizzite, to this day, because he what? The Lord God of Israel. Now you'll read in this in chapter 14, holy followed God is a theme. Okay? And when I gave you that whole story to start this up, basically, having a good start is great. But tell you what, staying strong to the end is just as vital. See, it doesn't matter how you start, it's do you finish. We heard about the guys, the skyrockets. Everyone's, whoosh, I'm excited. Then life hits you. Whew. But maintain altitude. So when you start strong, you should finish strong. Because life is a journey. This faith walk is what? A journey. And we have to stay strong along the way because there's obstacles, there's landmines, there's uh, all those things to climb over. That really are growing us up in a lot of ways. We don't, like to, we don't like to say that, but it's actually growing us up. But it teaches us to be strong. It's like boxers. How do you think a boxer is able to take a hit? When they get hit in training, don't they? To their face is so numb, now nah, hit me. You don't feel anything. Why are you, why you, why you doing that? It's not that bad. That's the, that's the other one. That's the UFC stuff, those guys, because they get hit. Eh, they don't get hit that They shouldn't stand there and get hit. But, but you get strong. When you work out, you, you get strong. So um, remember, Caleb stays strong and finished strong because once, there's a secret, he wholly followed God. The secret to strength, guys, is devotion. The secret to strength is devotion. Continuing strength, the secret to continuing strength is devotion. He wholly followed God through obstacles, through 40 years. And check this out. These guys didn't have such a great life. Their parents were slaves. They were born into slavery. They had no uh, great life. But they wholly followed God. They didn't have a glorious lineage. Their parents were born in slavery, and they were born in slavery. And they were set free by Mo- Moses. God set, had Moses set them free. But the one thing you can, they can be on their tombstone is they wholly followed God. Think about it. One man told me, all I want on my headstone is I was faithful. That says it all. That I was faithful. It says it all. So, now, the first thing here was we see it in Caleb. Number one, Caleb was devoted. Caleb was devoted. Someone, because I'm going to have you guys read because you got your Bibles out. Someone read Joshua chapter 14, verse 7 through 9. Stand up and read it strongly. Who's not scared? 
Okay. Who is scared? Because I'm going to make you stand up anyway. I know you're not scared. After that, Chi-Chi's going to get up because she's hiding back there. Chi-Chi ain't scared. She got baptized on. Say, you better not be scared. Go ahead. So that twice, thank you. See that he was devoted? And see he went on a promise? Where you put your feet, that inheritance is going to be yours? And then he waited 40 years for it. And we're going to get to that. But he wholly followed. Know why? Because basically he was triumphed because he knew that God was able to fulfill what he had promised. That's why he was, that's why he was uh, devoted. How many of us really believe God's going to do what he says he's going to do? When you, lit, when you walk like that, I mean, when I walk, played on a, a championship team, guess what I walk like? You better believe it because no one can beat you, right? You have that invincible feeling no one can beat you. Even if you were the scrub on the team, as, as Stephen A. Smith say, a scrub. You know how I say that? That's only in North, that's New York talk, but he gets to say it on ESPN all the time. A scrub can walk tall. You saw, you saw, if you saw the NBA playoffs, the guys who didn't even suit up because they weren't allowed to suit up, they're jumping like LeBron. <laughs> right, yeah, see, I mean, it's, yeah, you see, y'all saying that, right? And they're and they walking like, hey, we're the Miami Heat. They didn't play one game. <laughs> right, I didn't do anything, but I get to walk in. Check it out. I get to walk in. That championship. And Christ is our champion. Christ is our champion. So we walk like that. Check it out. When Caleb, when the others had doubt, he remained devoted and focused. Forty years, they were doubting, they were getting older, he was getting stronger. Why? He wholly followed God. Here's one of his secrets. This is a secret for each and every one of us. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. It's a secret to us. Looking to Jesus, the, profound, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sin in such hostility against himself, so that you may be not grow weary or faint-hearted. The word, when you say look, means to to look means to trust, means to trust. And look who we're looking to, the author of our life and the finisher of our life. So if he's starting everything on a positive, don't you believe he's going to end everything on a positive so you can walk like a championship team? Because you already know the end, don't you? Now, if you read the Bible, you know the end. So you walk like you know the end. See, you let the devil mess with you about the past. You need to let him know about his future. Because he knows the future better than you do. 
You see? See, we walk and we respond and we react and we carry ourselves as the champions because the author and the finisher of our faith is the champ. You can't get no better when someone beats death. You just can't get any better than that. There's nothing better than that when you beat death. Think about it. It'd be crazy if we attacked one guy, tried to kill him, like Billy. If I took Billy down, pounding Billy, beating on Billy. Now, Billy got to stand there and take it. Billy said, man, I'm not there yet. I'm not done. The guy's not done with me. I'm not taking nothing. Anyway, take him, kill him, and then we look, go back to the scene. And I love this. Now, I'm, I got a wild imagination because I love WWE. And there was a guy named The Undertaker. Don't put this on tape. And they pulverized The Undertaker. And he's laying there. He's bleeding, whatever, fake blood. And he do like this. Freaked everybody out. Think about it. Billy did that. Oh, my. He beat death. Those guys, he beat. He's not there. I thought he, we buried. Where'd he go? Now we got to make up a story. Someone must have took the body. He beat. Now, we have a champion that beat death who's on our side, who's giving us an inheritance. What are we upset about? Oh, because you can't beat a dead? You beat death. We all beat death. And we upset about something that we're not going to take with us anyway, a debt? The credit company know you can't pay them back. They just want you to go crazy till you leave this earth. They'll find someone else just like you. Think about the stuff we go crazy over that is just temporary. And we have a Savior that beat the ultimate thing, death. And he put that in us. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, it lives inside of us. I'm trying to put some, I want to put some strength into you. Caleb knew that. He realized that. He saw different than them guys. He saw they all said the same thing, except they forgot the promise. So when it comes to Hebrews 2.12, and you're in a jam, the author and the finisher, he calls it and he ends it. And the last time I checked, he's not, I don't read the back of the Bible that we are going to get creamed and lose. Unless you have a different Bible. Now, if you're Jehovah's Witness, you're in trouble. <laughs> Nothing to smile about with them. He was triumphed because he knew. Guys, you got to know. So we talked about that song. I have this resolved in my heart that God is amazing. And he is the author and he is the perfecter, the finisher. And one translation and one uh, commentary I read, they say he's the pioneer of life. Look at that word, the author, the pioneer. He pioneered this thing. He went before us. So if he went through all that, getting beaten, I don't think we're going to get that. I don't believe it. Now you go to a foreign country, it might happen. But don't let little obstacles get in your way, especially when you know someone, the author and the finisher, busted through that thing. And then he had joy. We'll talk about that Sunday.
Second thing was, Caleb was confident. Someone go to Joshua 14, verses 10 and 11. Someone read that. Okay, Chi-Chi, stand up and read that. Now, remember Jack LaLanne, right? He looked like he was 45 till he passed away, didn't he? That's what Caleb looked like, 85 years old. And he didn't say, well, give me, the, give me, the, uh, give me this uh, um, easy ground. He said, I'm just as strong as I was at 40. Why? The secret to strength is devotion. Now, we all have friends that we grew up with. And we all know they made decisions not to walk with the Lord. But we've made decisions to walk with the Lord. Have you seen them lately? They're your age. Who looks older? Who looks older? I look at guys I retired with, and I'm like, Right? We seen him in 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 JC Penney's. Oh, looking old. And they look at us and say, You guys don't look like you retired. Why? Secret of staying strong. Secret of continuing strength is devotion to God. We're all trying to find things to put on our face. And, and make ourselves look great. And you know his presence does that when he gleams off us. When Moses was spending time, he had to put a bag over his head. Because the glory, they were like, man, this dude is bright. He didn't need any of that stuff. Caleb didn't need what they think we need now. He didn't need any pills. And see, this is real. This is the Bible. They didn't have all those commercials. Your hair falling? No, I'm Caleb. I'm going to go on this hill. I got an inheritance I'm waiting on. I ain't got time for that. I'm going to be nice tonight. I'm not going to go there with the other thing. But think about it. I'm as strong as I was my strength back then. From 40, they got younger in the desert. They got stronger, and everyone else got older. And prior to him getting his inheritance, the other ones showed up to get their things, and they showed up complaining. Why aren't you giving me this? And give me that. Do I have to go wear them all out? Do I have to go do this? Yes, you have to do that. But again, at 85 years old, he got stronger. And his confidence never waned. Guys, as you're waiting and you're, you're going through life, and don't let your confidence, because your confidence is not in your good looks or your intelligence. Our confidence is in Almighty God who never shakes, who never, shrug, who never throws away, who's always there, who never changes. His promises are yes and amen to everything. 
And once you have that, that's all you need. That's all you need. Really. That's all you really need to, to, to get through this life. I used to think all oh, I need is chocolate cake to get through this life. You know, you have chocolate. Man, life is good. You have chocolate cake every day. Every day I grew up when I was a young kid. Oatmeal. I always wanted to have oatmeal. Oatmal, oatmeal, oatmeal. I couldn't go home without my oatmeal. Day after night, my mom was she was nice to me about having oatmeal. Thought that I saw I needed with some oatmeal. What do you want for breakfast? Oatmeal, lunch, oatmeal, dinner, oatmeal. One track mind. What do I need? God. All I need. The sustainer of life. The giver of life. Last thing. Caleb was courageous. Someone go to uh, Joshua 14, um, verses 12 through 13. Someone with courage. All right. um, Oh. Lamar, you got courage. Stand up and read. Lamar's trying to hide from me. He said, I hope you don't look at me, man. I need that's, no, that's all right. I'm used to, I'm beaming with you, see? See, you're beaming, bro. That's the Lord on you. That, man, that's the anointing on our head, bro. Don't ever put that away. They just got to get a hold of that. You good? Yeah. That amazing. Now the the, the the giants. Remember the giants in Numbers thirteen. They said we see them. We look like grasshoppers. See when they saw the people, they looked like grasshoppers. To um, Caleb, they're done. They're done. He didn't want a subdivision in uh, Potosi. He wanted a mountain, and I'm going to kick off all those giants off that mountain because if God is with me, let you say, he'll take care of it. I'm going to have to do my job too. He didn't want a condo. He wanted the heart. The oldest guy wanted the hardest country. Now, before then, again, if you get to read that, the younger people showed up and complained about it. Well, why don't you, show it? Why don't you tell us that we're supposed to go here? What are we waiting on? And Caleb said, man, give me my mountain. And you know what happened to Caleb? Um, reading later on, his offspring, because he exhibited faith, they had a greater faith. He opened the door for his kinfolk to do greater things. See, it doesn't matter how old we are. But someone's always looking. Our kids will do what we do. Whatever we do in moderation, that will become their standard. If we're fully devoted to God, they're going to be fully, fully, fully devoted. If we come to church once a week or once a month, they're not coming at all. The reason I came to church growing up, because you got beat if you didn't. It ain't nothing about you going. I'm not going. You're just going to go. And we have the attitude today. As long as the kids are going, the parents say they're okay. But think about it. And one thing we do, we do get courage um, confused. Because sometimes you heard it taught that courage is the absence of fear. That you release all, get rid of all your fear, and then you move in courage. It's not true. Like anything else. Courage is not the absence of fear, but having the ability to look God, 
look at God and face the fear. Most high-level athletes, most high-level anybody who's doing something great have a healthy fear that drives them. There was one of the greatest fights back in the 60s with Muhammad Ali and Sonny Liston. Sonny Liston should have killed him. But Ali was terrified. So he decided, I'll psych him out. He went so crazy at the, at the uh, press conference. They checked his blood. His blood pressure went up. He put some type of fear in Sonny, and he came off like, man, I hope he doesn't see through that. Because this guy was the bear. He will hit you across your face just with one punch. And he knew it. But he had a fear that he turned to faith. And he beat him. It's okay to have that fear. But if you look to God and you face that fear, it will be great. It's the ones who don't do anything, you let fear win. But Jesus didn't let fear win. These guys in the Bible, bad lineage, slaves, didn't let fear win. That's what courage is. You face fear with God. And you realize God is with me. Sometimes you got to swing with your eyes closed. Some of my best home runs is with my eyes closed. <laughs> I need a hit. And you hear this thing. I'm like, whoa, then you look cool, right? <laughs> and most of the guys, I ain't see it coming. I just swung. <laughs> But you step out there in your jobs, the jobs that, you know, and whatever it takes, how you, you got to have fear. We have fear every day. I mean, America is it's just pumping fear into our veins. You read the paper, listen to the news, fear, 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 fear. But you know what sets that apart? Us, as God is on. We know God's faithful then. He'll be faithful now, and he'll be faithful in the future. And that's what they walked around. These guys had to wait 40 years with a new generation of folks get retrained before we can go into this thing. 85 years old, give me the toughest spot. I don't care how old you are. You didn't miss anything. Okay, guys? If you came to the Lord late or you've been walking this way with God and you haven't walked, here's what the devil says. You missed an opportunity. That's a lie because it's still there for you to take. You're never too old. Call yourself late bloomers in the kingdom of God. If he was taking the perfect people, this wouldn't be nothing to read. Wouldn't be nothing to read. There's a missionary that was in Burma for 12 years. Not 12 years, in Burma. And I'm going to give you a quote of his. He was there 12 years, went to Burma to be a missionary. And that's his name. I couldn't get it. And... um, 12 years without no salvations, nothing. No one got converted. Here's a missionary preaching Jesus. No one got converted after 12 years. What do you do after 12 months, right? Come on. So his missionary, the ones who sent him, sent him a nice little letter. Hey, maybe we ought to call you back, and you can 
you can try here in, 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 uh, in, uh, in your country that you know. They're trying to be nice because they see, they figured he was in despair. This is the uh, quote that he sent back to them. See, the, pro- the future is, br- is as bright as the promises of God. Let that sink in. Our future is as bright as the promises of God. So when I hear people say, I have no future, I have no destiny, if you're in Christ, your future is as bright as the promises of God. And he went another couple years, and then he had a revival breakout in Burma. That's staying strong. Because it wasn't about his ability. The pressure is not on us to do anything. The pressure is on the promise. Whenever you feel your future, you missed it, something. As long as there's promises in here, and God has showed you those promises, you have a bright future. Because he said, my word will never pass away. My promises are yes and amen. Joshua wrote in his book, now there's not one thing that God didn't say that he, that he said that didn't come to pass. That's faith. I want to encourage you to stay strong. The secret is devotion. It really is. Because that's sometimes that's all you got to hang on to. It's his promises. Everything else seems like it's turning black, turning dark on you. But I tell you what, the light is in the word. You stay on that, you'll have a light to go to walk around in. Sometimes you can't even see too far ahead of you. You know that's you know what that is? That's called by design. So we'll learn to trust them in every step. See, the children of Israel missed that test on the 40 years because they came out still complaining. They forgot, hey, you know, Miss Helen, them shoes you had on 40 years ago, them bad boys ain't run out. And I ain't paid a meal. I ain't had to buy nothing from my McDonald's. Food. Didn't have to work for it. All I had to do was walk around. And I hear Caleb, these guys get on my nerves. But I'm going to wait because I got a promise from God. I don't care how long it takes, I'm going to do that. Closing where? Hey, the same, you know, they took baths then. See, you got too much of a bad imagination. <laughs> Clothes ain't wear out. Being fed. He showed them his faithfulness. Now they died of old age. Even, here's the thing, here's God's grace. Even when they missed it, he still gave them 40 years. Because he could have killed them. Hey, that's, forget it. He told Moses, if you read it, in Numbers 14, hey, I'll just start over and kill every one of them. And Moses said, wait, God, if you do that, then they're not going to believe that you are all powerful because we represent your power and we're your people. If you wipe us all out, they say you failed. God says, man, you know that word too well. <laughs> you see, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a life in us that we can have a relationship like God, with God just like they did. We're human. We're not perfect. 
but we serve a perfect king and a perfect God with perfect promises. See, your future is bright as the promises of God. And each and every one of you have a promise that you're looking for, you might not know. You hang out long enough, you'll see it. But you never have a, a dream. You never have a down a future. Your future is not bleak. You hear the newspapers, our future is bleak. No, nah, God isn't bleak. So, don't, you know, maybe that thing might end. You know, I, I cried when Pan Am went under. I grew up with Pan Am Airlines. I thought that would never end. Then Eastern Airlines ended. I'm like, Eastern? Eastern never. And y'all saying, who the heck are those guys? Well, they're U.S. Air today, so sorry. Now you know who they are. See, TWA, remember TWA? I thought they would never leave, right? And y'all know who they are either, do you? Yeah, see, they're united now. See? <laughs> and when American go away, y'all say, what happened, U.S. Air? Well, we stand. But our promises from God never go away. And I want you to believe that. And I want you to reveal that. Read. Uh, I want to challenge you. Read the book of Joshua. Because it's them apprehending the promises. And it's us trying to walk this thing out. He wasn't perfect. But the God he served was. And sometimes God, that's why he gave us his word to study. Because God has more faith in us sometimes than we do in ourselves. And he gives us this word to remind us of how faithful he is and how much faith he has in us. When you read the Bible, the Bible starts to read you. The secret, again, is staying strong, guys. Even when it's hot and cold is devotion. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you right now.